Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time it may be, wherever you are. My name is Craig Hagan, and you're listening to Raymond's Weekly Podcast. I'm sitting here with Tony McKinnon. We call him T-Mac um, on the 2nd of September. And we t- today actually is second year registration for Raymond Bible Training College. And so yesterday was first year. And we're having one of our biggest classes we've had in, I think, like 10 years or so. So we're so excited to see the students here back on campus, you know, um, I want to say fall is in the air, but it's a hundred and some yeah, odd degrees. If, if falls in the air, uh, we got problems. Yeah, so it's it, it feels like summer. Maybe fall in Zambia or somewhere. I don't know. Well, technically, fall is supposed to start like September twenty first or something like that. But yeah, we ain't there yet. We're, we're nowhere close. It's, nah. it's still summer here in nah. Oklahoma. Um, it's hot and humid and miserable. Yeah, you know, but that's okay. It might be miserable on the outside, but on the inside. The Holy Ghost is, is still present. Yep, yep, because I, I saw my light bill again, and I am thank God for prosperity. Because yeah. Light bill? You mean your, your, my electric, your electric bill. bill? We still call them light bills where I come from. Okay. But anyway, electric bill, because it's not as long as I can afford to pay it, I ain't going to be hot at the house. It, it ain't about your lights. It's about yeah, your air conditioner. About my air conditioner. That's yeah. exactly right. So 61 degrees at night. That's what it's set on. You keep it on 61 It's on degrees. 65 right now. Really? Because if you let the heat get away from you, you got to pull it. I mean, it's so Kim doesn't freeze or anything. Oh, like Kim, that? she runs hot just like me. Oh, really? Yeah. No, mine's on sixty-eight, and I thought that was cold. No, nah, we sleep with it on sixty-one. Wow. Yeah. My my wife would shoot me. Yeah. No, nah, <laughs> she loves it, and and PSO loves it. Power company here, they love yeah, it. I'm, yeah. I'm sure they do. <laughs> anyway, we would love to hear from you if you'll just drop us an email: podcast at rama dot org. Um, that's R H E R H E M A Rama dot org. Or you can like us on Facebook and Instagram. Email us and tell us what you said. Your thermostat on at night. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah that, there you be. Go. Also, we're, we're having our, our get Doug Jones on the program there too. You go. So, so D Jones at Rama.org, and you need to tell Doug Jones you need to be on Rama's weekly podcast because we want to hear from you. There you go. And, and email us some questions that you would like to ask right. Doug Jones because we will get him on the program. You know, that's that's our goal to get to get Doug. It's gonna happen. It's going to happen. It might be a hostage situation, but it's yeah. going to happen. I mean, he keeps turning us down over and over again, telling us that he's not worth anything, that nobody wants to hear from yeah. him. And I'm not good yeah. at that kind of thing. Yeah, I thought he doesn't have to be good. We're because we are. Yeah, because we're we're good. Right. All we got to do is ask him questions and <laughs> let him answer our questions. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, any idiot can, can answer a question, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll let that be. <laughs> All right, we have once again on the program. Um, Kobe Afton Johnson from Brandon, South Dakota, a Victory Life Church. What's your website again? VictorySouthDakota.com. VictorySouthDakota.com. And um, we were talking about, um, just for you guys that don't understand, doing podcasts, sometimes we have problems. Not, I'm just telling you right now, if you got a Mac computer out there, it's of the devil. <laughs> no, it's not. We we came up we came up with something a while ago. Afton said, you know, that Apple's got a bite out of it, so yeah. it's something wrong with that thing. Uh, I'm telling you right now. Yeah, I I, I, I happen to live in the Mac world, and I, I love Mac. And Cliff computers. even wore the green hat today, and it still didn't work. Yeah. So, so we recorded half of a podcast, and it was really really good. And yeah. all of a sudden, stop, 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 and yeah. then you know we. Found out we lost it all. So anyway, let's talk about how your guys' church started. Um, we talked about you know, what you guys did during COVID, you know, and and so let's let's just. I still want to point out they got an amazing governor and they helped get her elected. Yes, yes. they yes. did. And, and yes. I, yes, I want to say that too. Um, you know, many people. I, I'm very involved in, in the 
Republican Party here in the state of Oklahoma, one of the most influential people in the state of Oklahoma, in the Republican Party, and I'm proud of it, and I'm you know proud to be an American. I, and wh- whether you're a Democrat or Republican doesn't matter. I, I believe it does matter, but but I do believe you should get involved in, <laughs> yes. in, in government. And a lot of people, you know, have have told me when you know the Bible, the Bible, the talks about separation of church and state. Now we need to realize. That is not in the Declaration of Independence. That's not in the Bill of Rights, and that's not in the Constitution. That was in a letter between Thomas Jefferson and his friend. It's kind of like a text message between two people. Correct. Correct. So so that really is not that. And also Thomas Jefferson, whenever he was president, he had a church in the Capitol building. In fact, in his church, he did not like the worship they had because it wasn't good enough. So he instituted uh, one of the military bands to come do worship in the church. And this is the guy that, you know, his, the reason for separation of the church and state, he wanted the state to stay out of the church's business, mm-hmm. exactly. not the church to stay out of the state's business because, you know, the church as, as being a people, you know, because it's about we the people. And so my soapbox, we do need, I believe we should be involved in politics. I believe we should be involved in government. I believe we should find some good Christian men and women to run for office um, because, you know, they've taken prayer out of schools. They've, they've passed abortion. They've done all kinds of things that, that goes against the way we believe. And the only way to change that is to get some good men and women. Now, just because you're a Christian doesn't mean that you're electable, all right? You've got to be a Christian and also have common sense. That's probably a good thing. Be constitutional, you know, things right. like that. Anyway, you guys have a great governor. We appreciate the governor. And, Thank um, you. Um, governor Christie Noem, if you don't understand, just Google right. it. Um, <laughs> she's a great lady. You guys had no mass mandates during the COVID situation. But you were talking about during COVID, you guys have never used Facebook Live and no. you know, u- unique um, experience. Talk about, you know, your, what do you call it, a talk show that you guys did? <laughs> <So>. Yeah, <laughs> we basically just did a talk show from our couch at our living room. Uh, my daughter ran the camera and uh, for about five Sundays, I believe, until we got back into the church building that we're using, uh, we did it from there. <laughs> well... If you want to call it a church building, but yes, yeah. you need yes. to walk back to because you know we, we. So how did you start the church? Oh, and, how do oh. you've progressed to this point now? The church, <laughs> yeah. Okay. You marry a strong woman and just <laughs> oh, no. do what she says. No, no. <laughs> no, no, I'll let you share. Well, okay. So, so, since you're the one that started the church with your, <laughs> with your <laughs> unique plan of of how to start a church, you know. <laughs> Yeah. After you read all the books and right, everything. Right. I'm joking. Yes. I didn't read this in the pioneering strategies. Yeah. 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 Yes. But must it slipped, should be in there. Must have slipped through that clip part yep. of the class, too. <laughs> so when we got back up to South Dakota, um, after I would have gone to Ramah and, and had our, you know, I'm just assuming everyone out there has kind of heard the, our Ramah story, so to speak. But we got back home and we really thought we were going to just get online and just see who needs us and put some resumes out there and go do some ministry somewhere not in South Dakota because um, it's very cold up north and and just we were just excited except to have in it. August it's wonderful yeah, up yeah. there in August yeah in August it's nice <laughs> but as far as like where we wanted to be and Kobe's father had approached him and said you know I really want you to move to the home place and and we literally bought the farm, <laughs> so he needed help, and um, so we are stuck. That's that's kind of how it felt in the moment, and we just didn't know what we were doing. So for about two years there, um, we just were seeking the Lord, and we had it on our hearts to do something, 
And um, I'd come down to Kindle the Flame Women's Conference, which I highly recommend. I think the theme of these next two, these podcasts should be come home, you know. Um, but I, I came down to Kindle the Flame, and there was a woman that did not know me very well at all. She said, do you know what you should do? Because <laughs> I'd given her a little bit of our story because she asked. Um, and she said, you should get everyone you know that doesn't have a church because it's not good to fish in another man's bathtub, you know. So um, we we ended up uh, just just find out who's in need of a church and and then and get them together and line up a place and then just tell your husband to have a message on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> so I felt like, well, that sounded sounded right. So I put a cryptic message out on Facebook said, if you're looking for a church home. Um, and you want to go deeper, message me, because I didn't want to pull anybody out of their church. And so a couple people did, and they said, what are you doing? And I said, well, we're starting a church, <laughs> before telling Colby, of course. So then I really knew it was going to be God when I came to him if he said yes to this whole plan. And he had a real estate school at the time, and uh, so we just... I, I had said, we're going to have it here. And I went to Colby and I said, so here's what someone told me at Rama. I sat well with me. I, we're having church on Sunday, so have a message ready. So that's how that went. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you said? And I said, yes. Yes, ma'am. I said, yes, ma'am. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and I had to, yeah, just, it was basically coming back to the, the, the idea that there's not really a good time to start yeah. a church, at least for us. I know sometimes God's going to direct people differently, but um, I was just hem-hawing around trying to make sure that it was God, A, to start a church, and then B, when to start it, because I'd been part of church plants and um, helped out with churches over the years and seen when churches uh, end up, after two years, four years, end up folding, and you got a lot of broken lives. Yeah. You got a lot of aftermath, and I don't want to see anybody get hurt. So... I was very cautious about that, and that really just Afton getting on the ball, making the announcement, and then giving me a date to go. That's what we needed to kick it off, and we started with what we had and started in the real estate school till we outgrew that, and then it's just like every time God prepared the next place. and We, we met, went to barn next. Yeah, we, we were went, in a, not an event barn. A barn barn. Barn barn. A, barn yep. barn. a real barn. So you had a barn barn burner? <laughs> yeah, had a barn burner. <laughs> well, in the cooler months. It worked. It worked. Cause yeah. I bought an air conditioning unit from Home Depot that you just put in the window. And and then in the when it got colder in the fall, we put a, some Nipco heaters in. That <laughs> you used diesel fuel to get them going. And the whole place smelled like diesel fuel. But... Um, they could have been slain in the spirit or yeah. passing out from or the fumes. fumes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't know. So we went from there to the Holiday Inn to their banquet rooms, and then uh, come May, they had wedding season move in, and they moved us out. And so then we <laughs> went to the funeral home. Speaking of the Frozen Chosen. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, I, I like I, I said, I did fight it. I did not want to ever have church in a funeral home. That's like my last choice for a church. Um, but it's worked out really well. And I think so many times we try to put up all of these obstacles um, 
or hurdles for God to somehow get us through. And if we just step out and start doing it, yeah. Um, you know, we talked to a ministry here. They give away hundreds of thousands of dollars in clothing and gifts. Um, they're out of Missouri, and they just started with what they had, and then soon they had Walmart joining them and other vendors all over the U.S. But you have to start. you got to s- step out. Well, that's kind of like we were talking about before the computer crash a while ago. Yeah. Uh, you know, Daddy, we were likening it to starting and raising kids. Right. And the only advice Daddy ever gave me was, son, if we'd have waited till we could afford to have kids to have any, we would never had any. Exactly. And so that's kind of like starting a church. Yeah. You want to wait till everything's lined up and you can afford it, you probably never start. Right. I mean, we we should know that just by looking at all the examples in the Bible. I mean, who had everything picture perfect before yeah. they stepped out? They just had to do it. It's called faith, isn't it? It's... You, you mean Paul didn't plan out all his churches and where he's going to go? <laughs> I mean, he didn't plan out how many people are going to be there by the fifth Sunday or whatever. And I think he said it seemed right. Yeah, it yeah. Seemed and right. if he if he'd planned it out, he might have got stoned before he got stoned. That way, anyway, right? It wouldn't have hurt so bad, right? But one of yeah. the first things Colby said when we were starting, he's like, "I'm not advertising. We're not advertising one bit." He said, "The Lord added to the church daily, and if this is God, it will go." So we went with it. We that was our decision. A woman had given a prophecy um, to me, or just a word of I, I would say not a prophecy, a word of of wisdom and or knowledge. And she said, you know, God's going to give you a sh- divine strategy. And I shelved it because that's what you do when you're not sure, you know. And I didn't feel like we had any strategy. We're just going. And truly, as we look back, there was strategy in everything we did. Um, it just didn't look. And I felt like when she said that, it wouldn't look like anything anybody had done or seen and the more I get around other ministers I'm I'm realizing no this is very kind of a unique situation we got going Um, but we didn't advertise but we did go on Facebook live during COVID um, which is what you were asking about back then yeah and you were talking about the it wasn't too professional. Um, <laughs> oh. and, and, it was horrible. I thought it was. And Kobe thought it was great. <laughs> I thought it was wonderful. And I but, thought it was horrible. <laughs> yeah. but, but what we did talk about is that people could, because you said sometimes you would start recording and you didn't know you guys were recording, so you're just talking, you know, like yeah. husband and wife. Yeah. How <laughs> we weren't fighting at the moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, might have, I might have given a dirty look. I don't know. I don't know what happened in that time. Yeah. But, but it allowed people to see that you no. guys are just real people. Yep. Um, yeah. You know, and, and you, you love people. And I think one of the most unique things we talked about, too, was, um, you know, you're, you're, you're actually the, the youth minister. And we talked about how you, you met and you guys were meeting in the front yard. Um, Yes, yes. So um, one of the, when we first began, we had two kids and we met in someone's basement. And then we ended up moving forward and we had seven kids. And and in that time frame, we were in summertime. And I know how important camp is because I've done guest ministry at camps. I've seen how they should look and run. And I realized that we don't have that. (laughs) So I thought about Rama because I'm familiar with their summer blitz which is absolutely amazing because we've come to camp meeting that's our reprieve and so that's where we get filled up and refreshed and we would take our kids um you know while while we were at Rama we'd go to camp meeting and then while we went when we went home we'd come back and go to camp meeting and and winter bible seminar and so I decided that well we're gonna take these seven kids to camp meeting And that'll be their camp because they've got these ready-made ministers that are literally 
the caliber i mean they're on fire they're not warm bodies like other camps where you you put in a warm body to just make sure the kids behave this these are ministers they're on fire for jesus college students full of faith full of the word they can be led by the spirit and give your your youth a word and and you can't touch them all you know what i mean as far as when when they're seven you can but um this year really was mind-blowing but so the next year we came we brought 14 and um the next year we came we brought 30 and then this last time we we came down we brought 60 and 61 actually and and that's not even the the youth leaders because we have to recruit enough youth leaders to come with us sometimes we pull from rama's youth uh leadership not at your your church but like call the the students we're like do you know any students that can help us with these kids during the week um and and minister to them because you know you've got hotel rooms that they cannot be alone in and things like that so god really was giving us strategy one of the first things that i did and i knew it was god was i took their tech took all their tech before you get on that van i know that and you were asking like how long is that drive i was like well if colby's driving and he's 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 uh likes to stop and right smell the roses. Smell the yeah. roses. <laughs> Check out the bathrooms. <laughs> Check out the bathrooms. Very simple. Yeah, you know it's a road trip. He likes to enjoy the scenery and right. and all that. But with these kids, you know, sixty one kids at gas stations was insane. But um, that the ministry started. I mean, if you're far away and you have to come to bring kids to Rama because you you need a youth camp, I just highly recommend it because it didn't start in when we got to Tulsa it or Broken Arrow it started when they loaded the vans and I took all their tech so they had nothing no music no I mean we'd play music through the overhead but they had no they had each other they were forced to get to know one another and you Um, you also said um, that you took away the remotes and the hotel yeah (laughs) Took the remotes. It's Tony and I to, to really yeah, like yeah. gasp. <laughs> yeah, you can have the phone, but don't take my TV remote. <laughs> I mean, I you know you yeah. can you can even have one of the kids, but not the remote. He <laughs> <laughs> took away the remotes to the hotel room. It was literally you're going to detox, and um, they went in on a on a. On I'm a actually Monday. texting with somebody right now about a Netflix movie, just so oh, yeah, you know. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, look, God forgive me. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, here's Hail the, Mary, here's Paul the thing. Father, highly favorite. Yeah. we sent we sent our daughter to a youth camp, and it was a wonderful youth camp. Um, and it was down south as well, another ten hour drive, just powerful, impacting. But they got to bring their phones, and I got to correspond with her a little bit during the week, and I could notice some changes. But then the ten hour bus drive back, she's on her phone, and when we get her back into our car that after that week of camp she's the same girl that we sent down Hmm. and so it's just like you get the world taken out of you that week and then you just plug it right back in so we've done the the no tech the last four summers just that's how we do it just no tech because you're going to completely unplug from the world and then you got you know kids with boyfriends and girlfriends back home and they're our friends constantly pulling on them and it's just power struggle and so this way they come down and they just unload and let god do what he wants to do that week so yeah and that is what happened this year which you were saying (laughs) well uh, something else is you brought more than 61 kids i mean 61 youth you also brought adults and 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 little kids we brought we do family camp this is part of 
well, now we're realizing we didn't know what we were doing. It's just <laughs> now we're realizing that's part of the strategy God was giving us. Mm-hmm. We do all family camp. We bring down every adult that wants to come and, and we caravan. So in the beginning, those seven kids rode with their families and we caravaned with so many vehicles. Well, now we toss all the youth in the passenger vans. We rent those and then the adults all jump in with each other and they carry van, caravan down. We had 29 adults, 23 kids, four youth leaders and 61 youth and just for the record there isn't a toilet that works between here and south dakota <laughs> yeah, yeah. they stopped them all up <laughs> broke them all <laughs> yeah the, 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 that's the hardest part of the trip was trying to figure out bathrooms yes yes but um during covid that was nuts that was a step of faith for us because we weren't locked down in south dakota we weren't mask mandated and so it was quite humorous when we'd pull up next to somebody and they'd be freaking out about the no social distancing and nobody in a mask and we've got honk for jesus on the back window because the kids wrote it (laughs) 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 so we're just traveling by faith you know uh coming down and but one thing that i want to say is that what God is doing with these kids, they're coming from everywhere. They are Lutheran, Catholic, Reformed. They aren't from other Spirit-filled Word churches. These kids are coming from everywhere, and they are, um, it's just something God started to do. We started in our living room. We had 45 kids shoved in our living room. We went into COVID season, and we felt like, well, that wouldn't be wise. Nobody knew. It was hard on pastors, right? Nobody knew how to navigate that. And being brand new pioneering pastors, that was a whole nother rodeo. And so we decided we'd put a pause and we were doing Periscope. So when the weather got warm enough, our initial idea was, well, let's put them on the front lawn of the farm. And so all these kids bring out their lawn chairs and we get to be together on the front lawn at the farm. And that year I didn't have speakers even. So it was yelling over You'll, you'll like this, Tony. We were yelling over the combine in the fall. It was, uh, it was you know, because we're on a farm, if yeah. you can yeah. picture it, in the middle of South Dakota. So, but these kids, they just began, and, and when we went into the fall and it was too cold to be outside, we had brought a youth to that camp meeting. So that's, I said we had seven, and then we brought 14, and last summer we brought 30, and this summer, this past summer, we brought 61. Well, that one when we brought the 30, the girl, one of the daughters had come with us to camp. Her life was so transformed that her father, who owned a big uh, salvage yard that tears down vehicles and things, has amazing upstairs room for his staff because he's got 75 staff, big um, screens on the walls so we could project letters to the worship. That was amazing. The kids were excited, you know, because they could <laughs> know the words the they're word singing. Sing, yeah. yeah, but... And then I could use some video clips and some of my messages and stuff like that. That was that was amazing. But they literally come and they worship and they just and, and it's not live worship. It's to a recording and they sit at least 45 minutes just for the word. There's no room to do games. There's no room to do icebreakers or skits or anything like that. It's literally and they began to bring their friends and it was just this it began to explode. And when we got back in the beginning of See, summer. See, nobody ever told you that's not how you do youth ministry. No. They have to right. play and eat pizza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and so the the first, when we came back together at the end of summer and it was getting too cold, that father came forward and said, I want you to use this facility for free, with, however long you need it. And so we were meeting up there over the winter months. And when summer came back around, 
the kids were like, we want to be on the farm. I was like, on the lawn? Yeah. And they just boycotted. They threw a fit. They were like, we're going to be on the farm. So they bring out their chairs. And this year we actually have speakers. <laughs> and it's their bigger group now. We brought 61, but we have up to 110 kids. Oh, wow. Yeah. And youth. 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 Yes. And our church is not a church capacity. What is it that you said a healthy church has like... Well, what I always was told, and I'm not saying I learned this at Rhema, but I think I read it out of a book that, you know, a healthy church youth group is 10% of the church. Yeah, that's about right. I mean, yeah. Usually it never goes above 20% of the church um, because normally you, you got to secure the parents in order for the kids to keep coming. Yeah. Um, but, but which is also but another you've thing. you proved that wrong. You know, but once you get ki- right. um, What's kids. What's that? You proved that wrong. Yeah, we're yeah. I think we're 100 percent of the youth. 100 percent of the church. <laughs> okay, that's what I well, that's what I thought we were driving at. But, but you know, once you get kids and their life change, their parents will show yeah. up. They're like, yeah, what'd you do to my kid? I mean, you yes. know, in a good in a good way. I mean, that happened. And, and we so, had a young man who his life was so changed um, that his dad that very night when he came home could see a difference. And um, well, you finished that story. Well, Colby I mean, calls me because he's teaching real estate. And this man found him on LinkedIn, okay? Mm-hmm. The dad did. The dad did. I am, I'll, I'll have to be honest, My when Colby messaged me, I went, oh, no. Because these kids are coming from all different backgrounds. And mm-hmm. I remember that night I was laying hands on kids and I was breaking off identity chains. And um, so this dad said, um, he left a message on the business voicemail. And Colby's <laughs> like, do you, have, do you have a kid this name? And I was like, do you know how many kids we have? And I don't know last names. So I'm looking through the Rolodex, and it was a guest. It was a guest kid. And so I texted the person that brought him, and she said, yeah, that's his last name. And I said, oh, no. And he's trying to get a hold of Colby. We don't know why. And so, but by Saturday, when you actually got to speak to him, so that was a Wednesday night, the dad couldn't. I talked to him on Friday. Okay, and he talked to him, and he said to you, he started to break down and cry. Yeah, he, well, he'd just been going through a divorce and having troubles with alcoholism and then his son comes home and it's just completely changed in that one night wow. and it just begins to speak to him where he starts coming to church yeah. he said i have a different kid yep i have a different kid and it just it startled him so much that mm-hmm. he just had to find out what's going on so he started coming to church with his son he gets saved and he, he gets completely set free and he comes forward to get saved and this boy, he's 16. His son. 17, 16, 17, comes up behind his father and puts his hand on his back mm. at the altar. And the dad whispers, whatever you've done for my son, could you do for me? <laughs> and uh, I, of course, obviously we're like, Jesus, that's who did that. And yes, 100%. And so this man, um, this story even goes further. This is just one case. Mm -hmm. There's many of these. This is one case. All of a sudden, later, and his life starts to transform. And then all of a sudden, his mom and dad come into our church. They're Lutheran. So that's another generation. That's like three generations right there. And then their daughter, their other daughter, ends up in our living room. So his aunt, the boy's aunt. And she gets born again at our women's Bible study in our living room where he got touched by God. And now they have this conversation like, I'm, Jesus found me in the living room. 
goes, Jesus found me in the living room. And like, there's this amazing, like that is happening over and over and over again. Um, kids are just being transformed and their families. I mean, it sounds like tons, but I would say at least five families have come because of their teenagers this year. Yeah. Yeah. Praise God. That's amazing. And you know, the That's thing it about be. it is if, if you get kids on fire, I mean, yeah. I mean, They'll go first of all tell to other kids, and that's how your youth group's obviously growing. Right. Yep. But but then eventually, obviously, as their parents, like, I mean, man, my kids <laughs> way different than they used to be, and you know, and sometimes people we throw up a wall because well, they're spirit filled, they're this or that. I mean, I mean, parents just want to see their kids doing good, right? And, you know, th- then they want to you know, what happened, and so you know, obviously, I'm sure after camp meeting this year, when, or, or, um, we call it winter I mean, summer blitz. I mean, these kids, I'm sure, went home and, and they were just you know floored this i mean there's been other summer blitzes this one this uh, even for you guys to know this was like nothing else like this when this summer blitz was like nothing else even the caliber of ministry the impartation that i saw happening in that room it was like a degree in the spirit that i'd never I'd never seen before mm. here. I mean, like we see the spirit move here, but there was something going on. So our kids came in on a Monday, um, like you do on a Friday after you're done with camp. And, and part of that was, I know like God was just pressing. I mean, for weeks I felt like I was preaching the same message to these kids because my heart is like, listen, I want you to know what you got. I want you to understand what happened to you when you became that new creation and just hammering that your eyes were opened. You were blind. You were bound. You were a dead man walking and just helping them grasp what Jesus had done, that they are completely born again, that in Christ truth that is so important, but to help them see it and feel it and know it and, and inside and out, just hammering it. And we come in off of that that uh, ministry series and we walk into that first night at camp and I'd say about 20 or more kids fell out, fell out when the minister started going down the road. I mean, baptized in the Holy Ghost. Uh, I, I can't even tell you how many that week got baptized in the Holy Ghost. And when they came back to the hotel that night, okay, so we're back at the hotel and we have this, we call it debrief. Um, and we sent the boys to the back of the hotel in the yard and the girls crammed into a hotel room. I'll never do that again. <laughs> like 36 girls. Um, and so the boys all went to this backyard. But what happened was the spirit fell. Uh, one of the leaders had a word, word of knowledge. We had a kid's eye. Okay, so he's, um, he's had a lazy eye. He can't see out of it since birth. He got his sight. And his, God. and his lazy eye is straight. I mean, like, they fell out. These kids have never seen the Spirit of God move that way. Like, they were, they were in it, the flow of the Holy Ghost that night from the services, and it just poured out into the evening. And these kids, uh, four, eight boys got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Four got healed. Miraculous stuff. I came down in the foyer after the girls were all done. I was making sure all the, you know, because then you have to be the warden. Mm-hmm. Get to your rooms go to bed it's like 2 a.m 2 a.m they just couldn't even get enough of it and this kid's standing in the foyer and he's grabbing his head and he's bending over and he's bending over and he's looking at me and i'm like what's going on nick and he goes i'm healed i'm healed my back is healed and i was like wow and he goes what is happening (laughs) (laughs) and 
and it that is just day one that was the whole week like every time they were in the services it was just miraculous they couldn't I, I apologize I have to apologize in advance they they would not go out into the aisle they hurdled the seats to get to the front <laughs> and I just it was like a flood of children you saw it yeah they flooded over the seats and I look over like I don't even know how to control this um because they just wanted to be up front in that worship hearing that that and I and I and and they're anointed there if you've never been to summer blitz you got to come it's anointed worship in that room and they just wanted to be at the altar mm. and they would fight for it to get to the front which I can attest to was it was it Wednesday afternoon that Denise spoke over here in the regular adult service and you guys had all those kids yeah and they rushed that front during worship and I'm telling you what um best way I know how to describe it they raised the atmosphere spiritually in that in that afternoon service I mean they 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 were carrying something and they brought it in with them from the from the beginning of service I mean, I was, I was, I was amazed. Yeah. And, yeah. and let, let me say this about Rainbow Bible Training College is, is one of the unique experiences that you can do as, as a student is get involved in, in the youth group or in, in the children's area, you know, because a num- number of our, of our current students w- were there involved. And I, I know not only did you get ministered, they get ministered from the platform, but also just interacting with, with our youth leaders. And, right. you know, it's, it's a unique experience to be able to to being ministry even while you're training for ministry. And so if you want to check out Rainbow Bible Training College, rbtc.org, if you'll just go there, you can find more information about the college. I mean, obviously right now we're, we're starting um, the September term, but you can start in January. Um, you know, and, and so if you'll just go there, give us your name, give us your email, and we'll have one of our student ambassadors give you a call, set up a, a time to maybe come and, and visit here as well, because there's something about visiting on campus. Now, you, you said, I know you have some some that are coming to Raymond right now, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that's crazy. We we registered. We we sent our first student the a year after we started our church, right? Yeah. And she moved with her whole family, um, four kids and husband and and all. And then without a job. Without, without a job. job. She yeah. stayed home, mom. But and he just lost his job a month before. Felt like they needed to go to Rama, or she did. And so he moved down the whole family with no job. Two weeks after living here, he got the best job he's ever had. Wow. Um, best pay, best hours, and it's a Christian company where they actually take time to pray for their clients. I mean, so he had to take the step of faith, but God opened the door for the best job that he's ever had. Yeah, and so they just graduated last year. <clears throat> And she stayed. She works for Rama. <laughs> so I'm not bitter, but I just eventually we're going to reap a harvest, right? So go, enough man. students. So then we sent this last year, our daughter came and then one other student. And so we sent two. And then this year we registered three. Well, I say we registered them. We didn't. I mean, they came. They came, yeah. Um, that was a transformation. One boy at camp meeting on Monday wanted to go home. He started sitting with his parents in the services of the adults. And that kid was a wall. I thought, there's no way this kid's going to get reached. You know, and that's hard for me because I think anybody is reachable. Jesus can change everything. So I'm just like, Lord, I only you know, God. And so that kid got so touched in one of the adult services. He totally, his countenance changed. And by Friday, 
this young man sat next to me because we had the youth in the service that afternoon because I hadn't really seen much of him the rest of the week. He came to me and he goes, could you help me fill out this application? And I was about fell out of the seat. <laughs> I said, what? You're filling out her. And we just, he just got here yesterday or wow. two days ago. Let yeah. me say this. The last summer we brought down a guy who came to our church because we were open before his church was. Mm. So he said, well, my church COVID. isn't open. I might as well start coming to your church. He started coming and he was just finishing up some online college education with uh, Pentecostal University. And he decided to come to camp meeting with us. So he rode to My Suburban on the way down, and I played for him one of the instructors from one of the sessions uh, from Rama, And he would just, his blown away. He thought, how in the world do you get that level of teaching at a school? Because what he had ex been experienced was nothing like that. He came down to camp meeting, right, attended, ended up applying, and now he went to Rama. He's 70. He's wow. retired. Wow. He's, he's you know, people say, well, you're done with your life. We'll put you out to pasture. This guy, he wants, he's going second year now, this year. He's going third-year pastors, and he wants to pastor a church. Wow. Yeah. And then these two, we came back out of this group of 61 kids. I want to say 10 to 12 of them said, I'm going to Rama. Four of them came home and said, I'm, God told me um, clearly, clearly, I'm supposed to homeschool. I'm supposed to set my life apart, and I'm, I'm going to go to Rama. That's like their plan. One walked away from her sport, ex a very good volleyball player, you know, mm. and she walked away from it all. She walked away from her sport, her school. Um, and then, and that, I mean, nobody coaxed them nothing. These are what they heard in the messages. This is what God told them. And I just, I've been around youth ministry 20 years. I don't, I don't know that that is normal, that, that, the, that kids walk away and they go, I'm called, I'm going to Bible college. That, that's something that if you avail them to these kind of atmospheres where they can get alone and they can hear the Spirit of God and all the noise of the world is shut off and they are detoxed, they will hear the Father's voice mm. and, they, and, and they can hear Him at a young age. Right. That's we know that yeah. they don't get a junior Holy Ghost. Get, they get the full blown thing. <laughs> and I, I mean, I had a parent that I'd never met because you could you imagine with all these kids mm. and yeah. I'm not met half of these parents. And this parent goes, um, can I meet with you? They texted me. I thought, uh oh, um, my child heard the Lord apparently and, and they're wanting to homeschool. And and I just thought, oh, boy. And she said, but, I, you know, I want to just talk to you about that. And, and I'm thinking, the kid she's talking about, he heard God. Mm. I know because I know this kid. And, and it's just like they're hearing him. They are responding. You don't have to unprogram years of wrong teaching. They are hungry. And when they see the signs and wonders, the miracles, when you speak a word in their life and there's no way you could know it, they know you hear God. And they trust you to the point where they begin to hear him the same way. Yeah. And that is what's happening in these kids. They are praying over each other. One goes to the altar, four follow them just to pray over them and speak into their lives and this is before the baptism of the holy ghost and now they come you know they get all filled with the spirit you know you kind of have to guide them because it gets a little crazy <laughs> you know because they just it's like finding a new superpower you know 
and they're running around. It's true. It's true. Zapping stuff. Zapping stuff. I'm not kidding you. One boy goes, I got peace. Anybody want peace? And he's laying hands over all of his peer in the backyard of the hotel. And he's praying over them. They're getting peace. One night we came back there in the middle of camp meeting. It was Wednesday night. They... I dropped off that we told all the youth go to the back we'll meet you back there the leaders dropped off the vans and when we walked back there it was so quiet the heavy presence of God was in the backyard of the Marriott Hotel it was so heavy you could have cut it with a knife and they're walking around with their arms up many of them praying in the spirit just walking all different ways and it was just silent and they're except for the whispers of their prayers and they were praying in the Holy Ghost and that went on till 2.30 a.m. Wow. We just all sat back and just let them. There you go. It was the most miraculous thing. And that is what God's doing in this hour. He is. It's it's now. Yeah. It's it's literally Isaiah 60. This is the moment for the church. Mm-hmm. Arise and shine yeah. for thy light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon thee. Behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall rise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light and kings to the brightness of thy rising. This is like. This is now. Yeah. This Mm -hmm. is the time for Rhema. Yeah. This is time for the fearless church. This is time for the carry of the word and the spirit. And that's what's happening. I mean, that's what you saw. That's, that wasn't anything we could conjure. That isn't any, I had no tricks. <laughs> we, we meet in a funeral home. <laughs> Those kids meet on our front lawn. We have no worship leader even. They... They are doing it. The Spirit of God is doing it. Yeah. And if you just let him go, and you let him do what he wants to, and you just sit back and watch, I mean, that's the advice I would have is like, what's happening in South Dakota? God is happening. Amen. None of that would have happened if y'all didn't say yes. Yes to the call. Yes right. without a plan. Right. Hmm. Yes to come to Rama. Mm-hmm. Yes to buy the farm. Yep. Yes, to go into the funeral home. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think sometimes we get so caught up in a plan that we plan ourselves right out of his plan. Right. Right out of his will. Yep. Yeah. You, you know, um, obviously, youth is my passion. I'm, I've been a youth minister for a long time. Um, and actually, really, still a singles minister, um, really, what God called me, the, between 18 and 25, maybe even 30, is when people kind of fall in the hole. Sometimes, you know, people get kids get real excited then all of a sudden they graduate from youth ministry and they come you know real life happens and so some of them go to college and we know sometimes that doesn't really turn out real well that's why we love them from Kundarama um but you know 18 to to 25 and I said even up to 30 they're they're fine they're trying to find their place in this world and um I I tell you like I said I still on Tuesday nights we have what they call synergy here at Rama um, myself and, and Dan Taylor are, are the, the ones that lead that. But uh, one of the things that we do is um, I've actually started implementing is Dan and I each have, have, a, have a Tuesday night where we speak. We usually have a worship night because no matter what, we have extended times of worship because you know, 
young adults like to worship. And then we have, once we instituted, you know, we, we have some of our students take up the offering or whatever, but now we're actually plugging in some of our, some of our, our students that, you know, they're here to actually give them an opportunity to speak, you know, which is, a, which is an awesome time to, to be able, you know, obviously we're not going to throw you out there. I mean, if you can't take up an offering, you're not going to throw up you up there, you know, to, to do a, to do a real message, but it's just a great unique um, experience because you, you got to get experience somewhere. And, and mm-hmm. so it's, um, you know, it's a time for us, the young adults to be able to, to worship God. And, and um, you know, I, 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 it's awesome to hear you guys, you know, passion because doing youth ministry, you know, most people like, well, if I get enough pizza, get enough video games, have enough right. sight and sound stuff. And your kids just want to be out in the field. I mean, you know, they don't really care because it's not about anything else but except for Jesus Christ and him crucified, but what right. he's doing in our life. And, you know, I think that's, we sometimes think that, you know, these kids want this and they want that, but you know what they really want, they want to see God move. Because they want to see a real God that's doing real things, you know. And, I mean, they want to see people getting healed. They want to see, you know, the Spirit of God move. And um, I, I think that's what we, we kind of think. I mean, I, I know even there is, even in adult services. Well, we don't want to have the Holy Ghost move too much because it might freak people out. But I mean, I think that's what kids want. They, they want to, you know, it's not about getting freaked out. It's about seeing, like, well, how, how does that happen? You know, the Bible says Jesus, the things that He did, and greater things shall you do, because they go to the Father. And so. I think it's awesome, you know. I and I know, I know, you know. People said you didn't have a plan, but I think it's awesome that you guys are just pretty much winging it. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, and and, um, and I mean, you know, it's yeah. We it, should probably call you more. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, but but um, yeah, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. But it's a u- unique situation how you're ministering to, to youth, and what obviously that's also giving opportunity to minister to parents. You know, whether right. whether they ever come to church or not doesn't matter. Um, because there's nothing more precious to, to a parent than their kids and, and to see their life change, you know, and, and I know obviously your church has grown and is growing because of, of your, your youth ministry, um, and, and kids, you know, as they get on fire. Now, what's the great thing about it, you know, when they get back and they go to school, then they're telling their friends, Hey, you know, this is what I did this summer. I mean, you, maybe you went to Disney world or whatever, but Right. I went to Broken Arrow. <laughs> and, and this is what happened, you know. Yeah. So, you know, it's, um, and then people want to show up at you guys' front lawn and, and see what these kids are seeing. And it just, you know, goes from there. Well, and this is not, you're reading the scripture, and like you were saying, this is the time. I mean, you know, the world's getting darker, it's going nuts. Um, but these last two years, um, and Craig, you'll attest to the same thing, these incoming Rama students. I've been so hungry, so on fire, so pulling stuff out of us instructors. I mean, I can't wait to the 13th of this month when we're back in class again to see what this new bunch is going to be like. Yeah, so you know, the way Raymond works is, is we have registration, then we have a student revival time as well as orientation, and then we start class on the 13th um, of, of this year. And so we're excited, excited about that. But, you know, maybe you're listening out there and you're thinking, man, I've been saved for a long time, but I just don't have that same passion I had when I got saved. Maybe you need to come to Rainbow Bible Training College. You know, whether you feel called to the ministry or just want to learn more about the word, rbtc.org. And I tell you what, if you'll just go there, read the information there, on the, and give us your, your email and your number. We'll have one of our student ambassadors give you a call and you can come and visit campus. And one thing, when you visit campus, you can also um, visit the classroom. And, you know, there's just something about 
coming here. You know, a lot of people say, well, do you have online? No, we don't. Why? Because there's something about coming here, something about, you know, getting here and sitting there in that classroom, um, you know, just is life changing. And um, I, I tell you what, I don't care whether you're 18 or, or you said 70, you know, it doesn't matter. God has a plan for you. And, and Raymond Bible Training College, rbtc.org, is a, is a great place to find out God's plan. Um, for your life not sure uh craig when this uh recording will air but uh college weekend is coming up this yeah, fall it'll air before college weekend but uh, about fifth, a couple weeks from now 15th october the 15th 16th and 17th yeah uh, Raymond college weekend yeah so now um we have um the ladies conference coming up and, and so you have a number of ladies signed up for the ladies conference as well um yes uh definitely recommend that too like come home come home um colby and i went through a place which i hope he gets a chance to share here um where if we wouldn't have come home two years into this we would have quit yeah like two years ago we would have quit we we were ready to be done and but um i'm going to share about the ladies but i hope you share about that part but uh there was a season where i had no ladies coming um it was just me and a friend and then we brought five the next year and then last year we brought 11 women and this year we're bringing 33 so far so we're at 33 women and we've had like the most amazing things happen uh one woman who'd had three miscarriages who was just believing god for miracles after the women's conference we were driving home we pulled off and we all just began to pray over her everybody was so full of faith and um, we just had our first baby born in, you know, not in our church, but in our church. Yeah, yeah. And it was a miracle baby wow. because she couldn't have them. So she'd received her miracle baby. Um, and that was a result, I believe, of just the faith and, and the building up and then the travel home. In that moment, those rem- women were ready to pray. So, yes, 33 women this year. And that's awesome. You had 33 women. You, you had 61 youth. I mean, <laughs> Um, I tell you what, a lot of people, would, if they had 33 people in their church, they would be happy yeah, about that. Yeah. Um, so, Kobe, tell us the story that, that Afton was trying to, you know, was referring to about two years in. So, yeah, two summers ago. Because um, may, maybe someone's trying to pioneer a church. May, maybe they're hit that, that same wall there, you know, that, that, you know yeah. it's, it's not uncommon. So, um, two summers ago, we, uh, during camp meeting, Afton and I were ordained, um, and so as many of you know that you attend the ordination services, when Pastor Hagen lays hands on the folks getting ordained, once in a while the Holy Spirit will give them a word. And I always feel, I understand why Pastor Hagen does it. I feel bad that he has to explain at mm-hmm. the end that sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. It just depends on the Holy Spirit because we should know that being right. spiritual that that's just how it is mm-hmm. but he had a word for us and he said um two main things the one main thing was um there's going to be a couple bumps but just hold fast just stay in it and god will take you through it so we get back um from taking our group down that summer and within that first month of being back, almost two-thirds of our church leaves mm. um, following this 
this prophet and this other ministry, and they just leave. And we're sitting there with the shell of a church, and we get, thankfully, God begins to bring some other people in. But that situation was so hard to go through. But if we didn't have a word, mm-hmm. we would not have been able to make it through. You were forearmed. But we, yeah. we had a word to stand on. Yeah. And, and I actually had a chance to thank Pastor Hagen for that word because if it wasn't for that word, we would have given up. But if we hadn't come to camp meeting, wouldn't have got the we word. wouldn't have gotten the word, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. you have to put yourself in the place yeah. to be able to hear that word so that you have something to stand on. Well, there's something to be said for paying the price to put yourself in the place, in the atmosphere. Right. Um, yeah. Right. Absolutely. And, and really think about this. I mean, you know, even all our Christians walks, I mean, whether you're a minister or not, there's going to be bumps in the road. And there's going to be right. things that rock your world that you thought would never happen. And, and you're like, you know, well, God is, you know, where, where are you? <laughs> you know, but, um, you know, the thing is we need to, if, if, we're, if we're faithful, yeah. it, he'll see us through it each and every time. And sometimes we don't understand. Sometimes then we, you know, obviously you had a situation where you can be resentful toward, toward this person and the people who left, you know, and. You know, some people do stupid things. That's why I have a book, Don't Be Stupid, you know. Yeah, but, it's a great one. You know, but, but it doesn't matter. We, we all make stupid choices, you know. And it, it is interesting, you know, here at our church, the amount of people who, who leave, you know, because supposedly God called them to go to some other church or whatever. And then I don't know a few years later, they come back to church. I'm like, did God call you back or whatever, you know. But, you know, it is what it is. I mean, you know, people are people. They, they make choices. And some of them worship that schizo Jesus. <laughs> Is that a real thing? No. Okay. <laughs> but if you follow the, the line of theology, he must be yeah. schizo because he's well, telling well, them to do different stuff all the well, time. Well, you know, here, here around Tulsa, I mean, we have a number. We have a number of great churches in, 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 in Tulsa, Oklahoma, you know, not just our church, a number of good churches. And then we always have the hot church. The hot churches mean, you know, especially when it comes to younger people that kind of gravitate sort of, certain, you know, certain certain church, you know, and and it's the hot church in town at the time, whatever. And it is also, too, interesting if one church, whether it's our church or another church, ha- have a, a service and everyone's like talking about it, so so there's what I call the Sunday late Christians that, that they would show up at, at church a week later because they missed out on the you know because you know not every Sunday we have like a blowout service or, or not. So it is interesting, you know, around Tulsa you could get really upset at certain people, but you know the deal is is that God, God wants to minister to to some people and. Right. And we are going to have bumps in the road. I mean, that's the thing. We're, we're, we're real, real people living in a, in a real world. And yep. so there are times we're going to have bumps in the road, but he's going to see, he's faithful. And he's going to see it through each and every time. Amen. And so, and thank God you guys did come to camp meeting and, and you keep coming back. I think that's, I think that's probably another secret of your success is you're coming back home. Right. And you're getting refed and, and refired up. And not only are you getting fired up, you're bringing people from your church who's getting fired up. And so, you know, it's one thing when they come home, it's just a pastor fired up. Another thing, come home with, you know, half the church fired up. Exactly. Like, especially these young people. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm assuming at your church, um, you know, you see these young people and you're thinking these adults, like, you know, they've been in the way a long time, or so to speak. And they're like, man, these kids are more excited about God than I've ever been. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And they challenge you. Yeah. They mean, do. Cause, well, I even know. The and fr- that's okay. Yeah. I mean, the Friday night at camp meeting, um, you know, Mark Hankins was being, I mean, you know, this, to, to see the, the adults were you know, so excited to see these kids there worshiping God, like, you know, 
And even some of our adults trying to get up, you know, even worship God, but they couldn't keep up with those kids. They had <laughs> way more energy. Well, those kids were offered the w- that final night as a party night. Yeah, they had a party night. With a rock climbing wall and all these amazing rental yeah. uh, games and exciting things. And but I, your they're, kids they're not rental. We actually own those games. Oh. But I bought well, them, they're so. amazing. <laughs> so if anybody's wondering, they're yeah. awesome. I mean, literally, they're enticing. I thought, well, and it came with a free T-shirt. Yeah. Okay. And we said, if you want to go to this party, you'll get the free T-shirt. And not free, but we were going to take care of it as the church. If yeah. you want to go to this party, you get to go for the night, eat the taco truck or whatever it was, and, and get the mm. T-shirt. And so I was trying to wrangle Wally and be like, okay, which one do you want to go to? Service or let your youth leader know? And they didn't even let their youth leader know. They all started chanting, service, service. <laughs> they like 100% nobody wanted to go. They all wanted to be in the adult service. Yeah. Wow. So... There you go. They just and, and it was was big for God. And I, I wasn't there with my sister ministered, but I guess I was, you guys showed up there as well um, when she ministered. Yeah, that was the Wednesday afternoon Wednesday I was referring yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's just great. I mean, you know, and like I said, if maybe you're out there listening, and you're and you're trying to plan a church, or you're trying to plan everything out, and you can't figure out why things are. You know, if, if you'll just let God plan it out, um, it works a whole lot better. Yes. And also, it's probably less frustrating. Yes. But because, you know, when we have plans, you know, we want to hit certain goals by a certain time and we don't have that many people and we're trying to, but when you let God plan it out, you know, well, God, you know, you'll bring the people. Yep. And, um, you know, I know that's one thing my grandfather always would talk about rainbow training college. And, you know, you know, one of the things that we do is we travel around because, you know, because we're not a state schools, you know, they're supported by, by taxes, you know, um, um, private schools usually have big, big endowment funds, big, you know, they have. You know, we just depend on our friends to help us, you know, with, with the school. And uh, my grandfather always said, well, you know what? If people quit giving, then we'll close it down. You know, I mean, that's, that's just, a, you know, because if, if God's not going to provide the finances for it to work, then God must not call us to do it. And so that's kind of our philosophy, you know. You know. But the great thing about Rama is that every person that comes to Rama Bible Training College actually gets a scholarship. Because our word partners, the word partner club, and if you want to know about the word partner club, rama.org slash WPC, the word partner club, that's a unique um, men and women who decide to not only pray for our ministry, but also partner financially with our ministry on a monthly basis. A lot of people, it's $10 a month or whatever it might be. Um, they provide about, I don't know, 30% or actually maybe more of, of what it costs to come to Rama to help, to help keep our tuition low. In fact, I don't even know the last time we've had a tuition hike. Um, here at Raymond, we've had a few $50 fees, you know, gone up here or there because the yearbook costs more than it used to, you know, or things like that. But as far as, as actually tuition hike, you know, we, I think our books fees have gone up a little bit, but you know, we've, we've only gone up like $50 or something like that, you know, on our whole, whole thing. In fact, Rama is the most affordable Bible college in the nation. We found out we did, we didn't realize that, um, for a whole year, that's a two, that's two, um, semesters. It's $3,100 for the whole year, including your books. And you know, if you go to what we call a real college, sometimes the books are pretty expensive. And what's even more expensive now is, is a lot of these colleges have digital books that you don't even get. See, when I was you know, at Oklahoma State, I sold all my books back. I, I bought used books and sold them back. And they're like, well, I can't sell them back because it's a digital book. <laughs> you know, you, you, I guess I don't know if you can digitally sell things or, or whatever. But, you know, so but, 
But anyway, rbtc.org, if you're thinking about, you know, maybe you called to the ministry or just want to learn more about the things of God, check that out, rbtc.org. Give us your name, your, your email, and your phone number, and we'll have one of our Student ambassadors give you a call. Well, before we go, anything else you guys want to add about what's going on in South Dakota? Well, I'll give you a website once again. It's it's victorysouthdakota.com, correct? Very good. Thank so if you. you. If you want to know more about what's going uh, on, you also have a Facebook site as well, um, and you guys can check, you know, learn more about uh, that. You need a building, so how can people listen and give so yeah. in the, into Victory Life if they want to help you? Can they do that from the, your website? Yes, they can give from the website. All right. All right. Yep. So, so that's once again, victory, South Dakota. Um, Thank you. Dot com. All right. And mm -hmm. so, you know, like I said, these guys need a building. Maybe, maybe you're a pastor listening there and you're, I mean, they're doing great things. They're in Brandon, South Dakota. Maybe you want to help them out, you know, give them some money. All right. It's obviously know. good ground. Yeah, it's good <laughs> ground. And they're doing great things and, you know, continue to do great things. I just want to encourage anyone listening that, I mean, not being around when Brother Hagen was alive, you know, and you hear the winds of what life was like then. All I can say is what I've experienced in my life and in my family and in ministry, it's more. <laughs> because just the caliber, the level of teaching I had in the classroom Colby came in and he sat in and he said, okay, I want a third year or I want my money back. <laughs> he said that. <laughs> he did. I wasn't proud of that statement. But, <laughs> but it's out there now. It, yeah. It's, and it, class is amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. Life changing. Life changing. Um, the, the like, you need to be around family of like mind and like company in this hour period because you got to be sharpening one another's iron you got to be home and fellowshipping with one another some lady who didn't know me said you should call some people and tell your husband to have a sermon ready i wouldn't have gotten that and when we hit that first bump and it was so painful it was so painful it, you know cold men handle emotion differently i cried for days and I came to Kindle because I needed a resuscitation. Mm. And so I just, I can't stress enough. Come home. I mean, if it's been 13 years, come home. I mean, be around the company of family. You sit down and you feel like you know the person next to you. That is the spirit of God. That's what Jesus prayed for. Father, make them one. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. As you and I are one and I'm in you and you are in them, make them one. And we are one in the spirit. And so that's just like, if you want me to say final words, that's what I want to say. Come home. Amen. Amen. Well, we're, we're going to close today's program like we close every program here at Rainbow. We're bringing hope, help, and healing to the world. God bless you guys. Hope you enjoyed it. And we'll